It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. everyone, welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy along with my co-host, my partner in life, and my wife, Rachel Campos Duffy. It's so great to be here in our kitchen. Finally. Finally, literally. We've been having to have you in the studio and me here because you've been doing all this promo for your new show, but you are here today. I am with you. Actually, we're not in our little library. We're in the kitchen. So. We're in the kitchen. Welcome to the kitchen table. Um, so today we're, we have a couple, I think, really interesting topics. So a lot of people are planning their spring breaks, whether you're in college or you're a family or you're a couple. A lot of people are planning spring break. Everyone's favorite place is Mexico. But the State Department is now saying, don't go to Mexico. Um, we're going to talk about that. A lot of um, crime. Uh, we, you know, we've been talking about how it, we're, our border policies are turning destabilizing Mexico. destabilizing Mexico. And we're seeing the effects on tourism, which hurts Americans, but actually really hurts Mexico. Um, so we'll get to that. But first, we can't ignore that we had the State of the Union, and it was a crazy State of the Union. <laughs> it was, and we had a debate whether we talk about this or not because we're a couple days after. But I, I, I wanted to talk about it because after serving nine years in Congress, um, I like the decorum of the chamber. I like when people have a respect and a reverence for the You don't like when itself. people yell. I, I, I don't. I think it's unbecoming of our democracy. And you were in Congress when the famous Joe Wilson, you lie on Obama, right? He got completely crushed by liberal media, but he raised more money than anybody, I think, in a month's period of time. (laughs) Thank you for telling the truth, Joe Wilson. (laughs) Um, But just to get the flavor back, let's roll the clip of Joe Biden uh, talking to Republicans about wanting to cancel Medicare and Social Security in response. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans, want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. So first off, again, I I told you I don't like when there isn't decorum, but Joe Biden was invited to the House chamber by the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. That's how it works. People don't understand that yes. entirely. So that's where the, yes. that's where the process works. The speaker invites the president to his chamber and the president comes in to the house and tells a bold faced flat out lie that Republicans want to get rid of Social Security and Medicare, which is ridiculous. But why do you get so animated about this? Because they've been saying that lie. I mean, we actually had a commercial with your mom, with Carol Duffy, when you were in Congress saying I voted, I'm voting for Sean Duffy and he would never take away Medicare and social security. So they've been saying this forever, but you still get so animated as if people really believe this. Well, the reason is, is because things have changed since I ran in 2010. And it's that Joe Biden has the audacity to say this massive lie, the big lie from the rostrum in the house chamber. Um, And the media has completely shifted in the last 13 years. Normally they would go, Joe Biden's line, Republicans don't want to get rid of Social Security and Medicare. Well, the media today is just 
parroting what Joe Biden said. Sean, when, when they had Paul Ryan pull, you know, throwing, you know, know, grandma off the cliff, I don't recall the media coming in to help you guys in any way, shape were, or form. Listen, they were far less biased then. They were biased, but far less than they were today. I wouldn't think it could get worse when I watched it in 2010, but it has. Do you think that this Medicare, uh, Social Security lie, whatever it is, that that could actually hurt Republicans? I don't know. We'll see. Well, they, they, well I'm going to get to that in a second and how it played against Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. Okay. But my point with this is, though I like decorum, I thought Republicans were completely, completely legitimate in standing up and booing Joe Biden, calling him a liar. Because if the media won't fact check Joe Biden, which they won't, at least Republicans in real time fact checked him and said, you're a liar, dude. Come on. That's that, that's yeah, it accurate. actually did. It was one of those times where it kind of worked. Right. Yeah. Um, the the people the people in the chamber the members of congress re- almost revolted against this boldface lie and so then but I, I think Sean it wasn't just that lie I think it was a, con- a, a confluence an, of lies yeah it was an accumulation of so many lies it was the weirdest state of the union it was like this alternative reality I didn't think you could say so many lies in one speech no I, I agree with that and but, because again it was he was lying about the economy he was lying I mean that he didn't mention China or the balloon, which is the greatest uh, risk and threat that we face in this country. He didn't talk about the southern border. He didn't talk about our military. He didn't talk about the border agents. He, I mean, he just missed so many things. I but I think he wanted to use that one hour to try to convince the American people that his policies are working and he's a great president. And again, good on Republicans. So I, I, I like decorum. I was happy they stood up and pushed back. And it was interesting. Joe Biden actually had a roll back off of his claim that Republicans actually don't want to. Um, get rid of Social Security and Medicare. However, he did he did kind of roll it back. You in the, the middle of the, of the speech. Yeah, in yes. the middle of the speech. However, the next day, uh, he went to Wisconsin and made the same kind of pitch. Listen to this. They seem shocked when I raised the plans of some of their members and their caucus to cut Social Security. And Marjorie Taylor Greene and others stood up and said, liar, liar. So, Rachel, what's what's rich here is, first off, he's talking in front of a bunch of union members. Mm -hmm. We both know Wisconsin well. The trades union guys in Wisconsin, they love Ron Johnson. Right. So that you're saying you got a bunch of union guys that support Joe Biden and not Ron Johnson. That's rich in and of itself. Um, Joe Biden tried this against Ron Johnson in in the November election. Yeah. And it, it didn't, didn't work. work, right? So Ron and and Ron, I, I talked to him after uh, Biden was uh, in the state, and he made the point which I was going to make to Ron if he didn't know, which was because because as you saw, uh, Biden talked about Ron Johnson, Mike Lee, and Rick Scott as people who want to get rid of Social Security, mm-hmm. but he missed one other senator in that list of three. <laughs> okay, listen. I want to go on record. I'm up for re-election this year, and I'm going to remind everybody what I did at home, which is going to cost me politically. I, when I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans benefits. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time. So it's Joe Biden. So when was that? Joe Biden. Well, so he's done it twice, 1975. Oh, come on, Sean. 1975, that's a long time ago. And then he did it in the 90s. Right. So he's done it twice. Mm, um, but listen, if you if, if in your heart you want to get rid of Social Security or you want to freeze it, if you if you if you would have frozen Social Security in 1975, it w- you'd get a couple dollars per month as a retiree because so much more money has gone out. So many more people have retired. 
the program wouldn't work. And what and what he's missing, and, and I'm, I'm sorry to talk about Social Security and Medicare, but it is part of this massive lie. Ron Johnson, Rick Scott have said this program is going broke. We all know that. I don't think most young people think they're going to get anything. We should fix it. And to fix it, the greatest threat to Social Security is going to be our debt and deficits because you're going to have to tap into the general fund to pay for these retirements. And if you have this massive debt, there'll be nothing to tap into. You can't borrow more money. And so what they're saying is if you want to protect Social Security and Medicare, you have to stop spending yeah, Let's or printing actually, money. Or printing money. That's right. So um, I thought this whole thing is rich. And again, this goes to the point. Joe Biden's the one who actually wasn't trying to protect it. He was trying to freeze it. And these senators have enough class and enough intellectual honesty to say, you know what? We actually should do some things that truly fix it. Not for they're not gonna do anything, they're not gonna do anything for those who are in their retirement or those who are about to retire. But the next generation of retirees, if you're gonna modify a plan. Modify it so they know what it's going to be. Why don't you just admit that there are no... I mean, the reason why I don't get as animated about this is I don't believe anybody has the political fortitude to do anything to Social Security and Medicare. Um, It is sort of like become this third rail. No one wants to be the the party or the politician who does it, um, who touches it, who in any way, you know, alters it. And even saying you're going to fix it comes with political... You know, ramifications. Exactly. So nobody wants to do it. I think there were so many other things. I know that gets you all riled up. I know. Medicare and Social Security Ah. gets you so Mm. passionate. Um, There were so many other things that just made me mad. So before we get to the things that made me mad, can I tell you, I so... I loved that whole weird smooching thing. I kept thinking, this kiss, this. Remember that yes. song by <laughs> that country song? Um, it uh, was Kamala Harris's husband and, and Jill Biden. J- yeah, Jill Biden kissing Kamala Harris's husband in a way that we've never seen Kamala and her own husband kiss. Um, they kissed through a mask. Um, they were mercilessly mocked for that. Um, you, Joe and Jill. No, no, no. Kamala and her husband oh, also kissed. kissed through mass. Oh, I, did, did Joe and, and Jill also kiss through mass? They might have. I try not to but it's that. funny. Like you get the spouses together and then suddenly they're like they're all making out. The tongue, <laughs> of the union. So, so, so gross. Great. It was so great. So that was an interesting moment. Um, but I think, again, I was really shocked that with all the attention on the Chinese balloon, you should know that on Saturday when that balloon was shot down and Fox had the live coverage of it. The only network to have live coverage. of The it, only uh, network to have live coverage. I don't know why the other ones didn't, uh, but we had live coverage. Our ratings at Fox went through the roof. They I do mean, exploded like the balloon. Yeah, yeah the, our ratings exploded like the balloon. It was huge. And so people are paying attention. As you said, the only silver lining to the Chinese surveilling, you know, with this big balloon is that now, now, you know, the American people have woken up to it. And so it was just bizarre to not have that be part of his speech addressing it. He made some weird statement that made no sense about Xi Jinping. Let's let's listen to that because I can't figure it out. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. So that that was a weird moment. Nobody knows what he was saying, but he never addressed the balloon. And I'm going to tell you something, just to be self-critical of the Republicans. Sarah Huckabee also never directly addressed um, the balloon in her 
you know, rebuttal. I thought she gave a phenomenal uh, rebuttal. I thought it was a great juxtaposition, how young she is, how old he is, you know, normal versus crazy. I thought she made great points, but I think it was a missed mistake not to address it because everyone wanted to hear about the blue. But there was so much to address, so many lies to confront. Um, yeah. And I, I agree. She should have talked about that. One of my other favorite moments, um, which we've seen replayed quite a bit, was when Joe Biden is talking about he's going after the energy companies, which, by the way, they're making a ton of money because Joe Biden has uh, basically shut down new uh, oil exploration yeah. and development and transportation. He's weakening so our country supply, with his energy policies. Supply demand has driven the price of oil up. So if you're an oil company, you're making goo gobs of money because of Joe Biden. But when he came in and said, listen, we're going to need fossil fuels for the next, what, 10 years. And actually, it was funny because Republicans took a beat. They heard it. And they all uniformly started to laugh at him. I was like, what are Yeah, you, that was you, a great moment. I you, did love that. You're not going to be on fossil fuels in 10 years. But that was not, by the way, that was not in his speech. That was not in the draft. Um, oh, really? I didn't at, know that. He was ad-libbing. Ooh, and, they, they always get nervous when he ad-libs. But, but, right, but it was not a mistake. So if you think about this, someone that you um, love to talk about a lot, um, AOC, Mm -hmm. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm -hmm. Remember, she's, the been comrade. Talking, she's been talking about the world's going to end in what it was 12 years ago, a couple years ago. So we're only 10 years until the end of the earth. And they actually have a plan like the, the radical leftists. They have a plan to make this transition in 10 years. So that's why he's saying yeah. in only 10 years, we will be, you know, completely dependent on China for batteries. They'll be mining, you know, with kids in uh, for cobalt out of the Congo. That is their dream of the, 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 the future. And you know, it is their dream because in California, 10 years is when they plan to, years, yep, yeah, right. I think they are banning any gas car, stoves. any cars with fossil fuels that are run by fossil well, fuels. The, the prelude to that is ban your gas stove, then ban your gas car. Right. So they, they, in California, they're serious. California's always been sort of a bellwether of what the Democrats really, really, really want to do. Crazy. Normal and crazy. But crazy is winning the day these days because they do have the power. I just want to say on energy power, on energy policy, you could not devise a plan to weaken our country more than what Joe Biden has done with energy policy. And so when people go look at energy and how expensive things are and inflation, or even when people look at the border and the chaos and the destruction and the crime and the drugs and, and the child sex trafficking that's happening down there. And people go, how could they let this happen? Or how can they let inflation happen? All of these things are by design. This, these plans are working. You may be personally appalled by what you see, but this is precisely what they want. Their plan is working perfectly. This is all intentional. And the plan is to destroy America. Yeah. Because if you love your country, you would have borders. If you loved your country, you wouldn't teach your kids to hate it. If you loved your country, you would make sure that bad people, criminals, go to jail and good people feel safe and protected. Or you would make sure that country. we dig out the blessings of fossil fuel that we have in this country so that people can live and prosper because it affects every single price point that you deal with in your in your life. And if your greatest political and economic rival tried to fly a balloon over your country to look at your intercontinental ballistic, ballistic missile sites, you would shoot it down right away and go, listen, no, 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 you don't invade our airspace. Nah, I'm still in right shock, Sean. But that if you hate America, Rachel, if you hate America, yeah. 
you do all the things that the, the, the Democrats yes. and Joe Biden are doing. Or if to- you're compromised, if you're compromised, because why would you want to make our country more dependent on China for electric vehicles when we have the I mean, we have the greatest resources of any country in the world with natural gas and, and fossil fuels right here under our feet? It makes no sense. But again, back to the balloon and, and we'll move on to the next topics. I think it's important um, and another consequence of the border policies uh, that. Joe Biden and and Anthony Blinken were willing to meet with the Chinese knowing that they had a Chinese surveillance balloon that we now know this administration knew they had it. They knew it was here. They knew it was going over our country and spying on us. And they were going to meet with the Chinese as if it wasn't happening. And it was only because a civilian spotted that balloon that then they had to pretend like they didn't know and then shoot it down. But only after. The Chinese already collected Can all the data. So Bill McGurn made this point on The Bottom Line, which is my uh, new show with Dagan uh, McDowell on Fox Business. Six o'clock, if you haven't seen it yet. Skippy's going to bark. Yeah. Yeah, someone's coming in the driveway. Skippy's barking. But when they, when, they, when they get all the rights to cobalt and other critical minerals, right. right now they're making batteries and they're sending those batteries over to us, which we then can put in our cars. Bill McGurn made the point. They'll do that for a while. But when they have all the mineral uh, critical mineral rights, they're going to make the batteries in China and then make the cars in China and sell them to Chinese. And what they have left, they might sell those cars to you. So if you think you're going to make Ford and GM cars in America, the way we're going right now with Joe Biden's plan, you won't make cars. You'll all buy Chinese cars oh. with Chinese batteries because Chinese have all the minerals. We could avert that and go, but we could use gas engines, right? Because we have all the fuel under our soil, under our feet. Um, as we sit. So this is just, it's, it's stupid, it's catastrophic, and it's America hating. That's all. Ab- absolutely. That's my bottom line. Nope. It, that, and that's the name of the show. <laughs> that's the name of the show, the bottom line. We'll have more of this conversation after this. Since the 1970s, working class Americans and U.S. investors who saved wealth in dollars have seen the dollar lose over 80 percent of its purchasing power. In contrast, investors who diversified their cash into gold saw gold appreciate over 5,000 percent. For Americans who invested $50,000 in gold when America left the gold standard in the 70s, their gold is worth more than $2.5 million today. While gold carries no guarantees and past performance does not equal future results, investors who do their own research will see that gold's performance over this time span is what gold has consistently done in the face of eroding paper currencies. For over 15 years, St. Joseph Partners has built its business with a singular focus on helping investors diversify their wealth and protect their families in physical gold and silver you hold in your hand. Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth. All right, I want to move to this because um, a lot of, as we mentioned, a lot of people love to go to Mexico. We love to go to Mexico. We went a year ago. We've gone, we've gone to the Caribbean. I love the Caribbean, but there's nothing like Mexico. They have the best food. The sun is just, I don't know, the sun's more delicious and in Mexico. Mexico is one of the most beautiful countries. She's Mexican. Obviously, I'm Mexican. I'm a little biased. <laughs> it's the most beautiful. It is. It is. It is. Listen, the Mexico. people are better. Listen, the people in Mexico are scary. wonderful. The, the food is better than anywhere else in, in the Caribbean. I'm just going to say it's just the best. Um, however, Mexico has become very dangerous. Now, when we went a year ago, where did we go again? We Cancun. went to Cancun. It was cheap. It was. It, and, and But here's the deal. When we were there laying on the beach... There were 
um, like uh, four wheelers going by with cops with machine guns and like the military, the military yeah. wearing, you know, I mean, because they have to protect the resorts because now the resorts have become infiltrated. Part of the reason, Sean, is that with all the drug money and all the human smuggling money that's been pouring into the country by the billions, I mean, uh, they have to launder this money somehow. And oftentimes they go into these resorts because tourism is such a big industry. It's an easy way to launder money in Mexico. And so there's a lot more problems when you're near resorts because the cartel activity um, now has moved into these areas. It used to be back in the day that the cartels kind of understood. They had an agreement with the government. You guys can operate over there, but don't operate around our tourism because tourism is the lifeblood Um those dollars, uh, those tourist dollars are the lifeblood of Mexico. But now things are becoming um, more and more uh, chaotic. Um, I've we've been doing episodes um, and segments, you and I, for the last couple of years saying this is going to destabilize Mexico. And I think you're starting to see it. So the Mexican uh, the American government is saying do not travel. They're warning of crime and kidnapping. Um, several states they've said absolutely don't go to. And some of those states are resort states. But even like the, the, the Mexican state where Car- Cancun is, even that has an elevated level of um, warning saying you should be always on alert when you're in Cancun. And absolutely, when we were there, shortly after we left, there was a, a, a murder there. And when we went to mass, when we were in Cancun, um, the Ukraine war was in you know full force at that time. Do you remember? And the priest said, listen, we need to pray in Spanish. He said, we need to pray for uh, the Ukraine, but let's not forget there's a war going on in this town in Cancun. And he said that there were like 17 teenagers that had been killed in the last month. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fascinating development that has been slow rolling and happening for years. I remember we had gone to Puerto Vallarta shortly after we were married and it was gorgeous. I'd never been there before. I've been there only one time we went together and now Puerto Vallarta is a, a crazy cartel town. And it totally is. And, and so the pro- to, to your point, the problem is you have, uh, the government that seems to now have less power when compared to the cartels because the cartels are making so much money from Joe Biden's bad policies that the human trafficking money is massive. The drugs um, and fentanyl drug money. money fentanyl, they're just they're making money hand over fist. They're printing cash and they're more powerful than the federal government. And then so how do you co-opt the federal government? You pay them, right? You pay the federal, you, you pay the president, you pay, um, you, you pay the deputies, and you own the government now because of all the cash that you have. And again, this is a slow collapse on our southern border, which is it's bleeding political. into our country because we now saw. First of all, let me just say third of so Mexico has 32 states. Only two of them don't have this warning of danger and violence and kidnapping and and problems. And, and to your point, Sean. We saw in California, there was, um, you know, a, about a week or two, two weeks ago, maybe, um, a, we reported on it on Fox News as well, a total cartel style massacre in a home in, um, in California. They say that some of the members of that family, you know, were involved with Mexican drug cartels, um, but they, 
they massacred the whole family, including a, a shot to the head, a six-month-old baby, a 16-year-old uh, mother of that baby. So the, the, these are really evil cartels. That violence is spilling over, obviously, into our country uh, because the cartels are able to get in here very easily. Um, our borders are open. And so this is a serious thing. Um, I thought I, if you have something to say, I was going to move on to a story that just happened, just, just as an so example. Just the, the point I'd make is I like to believe America is good. America tries to bring freedom and democracy um, to countries around the world to let them have self-governance. Rarely we, have we been in a place where America is trying to destabilize a country and turn it over to evil. Yeah. And what's what's I mean, I, I, and again, I, Joe Biden is doing this. But if you look at what the cartels do, they'll they'll behead people and send the heads to the family or the rival or other tell. body parts. Yeah, they have public hangings. I mean, this is back to like ISIS type stuff, yep. hang, public hangings. So they'll take the bridges, they'll take the bodies and hang them from bridges for everyone to see. Not to, to warn mess with the, cartel. the towns. Yep. They're also putting bodies in acid. Um, it's almost like from breaking bad of kind of putting bodies in acid and, 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 and yeah. eroding the, the, the contents. This is they're true. also running. They're also running child sex trafficking rings, uh, profiting off of you know, you know, repeat abuse of children. That is happening, and our government is complicit. And that is why Representative Kat Kamakshan, um, and, and God bless her for saying the truth, calls Joe Biden the trafficker in chief, the traffic, right? the child trafficker in chief, the human trafficker in chief. He is absolutely made our government complicit with the cartels in in one of the most disgusting trades which is i mean human slavery sex slavery um labor slavery where they're finding young um hispanic kids as young as 12 years old working in america under slave labor conditions cleaning out the slaughterhouses um there was a bust by the labor department on that um you can be sure that that's happening across the country uh so joe biden is el chapo Exactly. They are doing all kinds of terrible things. And, and also our corporations are complicit in it. Um, there's some ads that you're going to be seeing run during the Super Bowl, Sean. And these ads are supposedly put together by um, these liberal, some liberal evangelical groups. But George Soros has assisted in paying for these as well. And they're meant to um, bring a they're like uh, about people crossing uh, over the southern border and making the connection between that's like Jesus and Mary and Joseph crossing the border. The, the corporations that are behind this want this cheap labor. Um, that is why they're funding this. There's, there's, no, there's no deep compassion for the people who are crossing our border. In fact, if you cared about the people crossing our border, you would know that more of them have died under Joe Biden's border policies. More of them have fallen into sex and labor slavery um, and indentured servitude in our country uh, by by these policies. So you're seeing this concerted, uh, coordinated effort by the Democrat Party, by Joe Biden's administration, by corporate America who wants to profit off of this cheap labor um, to somehow sanitize and and wrap in compassion uh, fake compassion, what's happened at the border. Have you seen Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez at the border? Crying. Crying since since no, Donald Trump, who had the most secure border? Um, no, you, these people do not care about humans. They care about power. And here's and to, to the point of power. What what they're doing is they're letting millions of people into the country. Many of them don't have court hearings because they want to claim asylum. But you have to have a hearing to 
to determine whether your claim for asylum is legitimate or not. And the only reason they're able to claim asylum is you have NGOs that go down, you know, before they cross and tell them what they have to say. Yes. They skirt and get around U.S. law. Well, when millions of people come into the country, they don't have court dates. Um, even if you like Donald Trump. By the way, NGOs are non-government organizations. They're generally they're generally American based and they're funded by George Soros, but they're also funded by you through your tax dollars. Tax dollars. So when when um, this this you get a new president who says we're going to secure the border and if you're here illegally, we're going to kick you out. There's so many people. You're not going to be able to get millions of people out of the country. And Joe Biden, as angry as I am at him, is smart enough to know you'll never undo this policy. I'm going to let so many people in. You can't get them out. And then you even heard at the State of the Union, they're going to want to give citizenship to yeah. those who've come into the country with fake and false claims of asylum, mm-hmm. breaking the law, getting in front of the line. Um, and again, I don't think Democrats or Joe have any um, respect for the rule of law. Um, and, and You know, and one of the things, Sean, that I, when you were in Congress that was so interesting was that you dealt a lot with people who were trying to go through the process legally, right? Yeah. So they would put in the paperwork, they'd apply in their home country um, for a, a visa or um, some sort of, you know, uh, wanting to become citizens. And, and it's a long, long process. Um, I think it's a too long of a process in many cases, but those people do it right. And it's so unfair to them to see how other people are doing. And by the way, terrorists coming through as well. We know there's over a hundred known terrorists that were caught just within the last few months. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to tell the story because, um, you know, sometimes the policies seem, um, if you don't live on the border, if you're not that poor rancher, for example, who, you know, shot an illegal coming onto his property and now he's the one um, in trouble and, and facing um, criminal charges um, in Arizona. That may not be you, but it's affecting you. So a lot, as we mentioned, lots of people going to to Mexico on vacation, a couple, they're about 30 some years old. Um, the husband is a, they're both attorneys. The husband is a public defender in California. They go to Mexico on vacation. They're having a great time. They go out to dinner on their way home from dinner on their way to back to their resort they get stopped by the police and the police say, Hey, you were speeding. You did whatever. Um, and now you have to pay us. And they said, well, we don't have hardly any money. And they said, you know, you got to pay us this amount of money. They only had $160 of which they handed over, um, to them. But the, the cops, these corrupt cops were angry that they didn't have enough money. They go back to the, they give every, everything they could. They actually comment to each other. Wow. This is, we're lucky that that's all that happened to us. They took our 160 bucks. They go back to their hotel. They get ready for bed. The wife falls asleep while the husband is getting ready for bed. And she's woken up at some point uh, by the hotel staff who says, your husband has fallen off the balcony um, and he's dead. They tell her that he had a gut, that he must've committed suicide. He had a gunshot wound. None of this made sense. What also didn't make sense is that, she said, well, where is he? And he said, well, he's, he was taken in an ambulance an hour ago, um, which makes no sense either. Like, why wasn't the wife informed? Now she's back in the States. She's hired a lawyer. Of course, she feels like this was um, a corrupt cop retaliating against this couple. They probably followed them back to the resort because um, they didn't give them the amount of money they wanted. 
And she's trying to get to the bottom of this, obviously very hard to do. She's in California. She's trying to deal with these corrupt Mexican authorities. Uh, Just a really tragic story. By the way, they were on vacation for their first year anniversary. Mm. Just horrible. Um, But and I'm not trying to destroy Mexico's tourist business. You know, I love Mexico. Uh, It's one of my favorite places in the world to go on vacation. But because of Joe Biden, I would not let my children go on spring break. I spring break in Mexico when I went, you know, every every decent Arizona State University student went on spring break in 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 Mexico. I wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't, uh, you know, under these policies, I wouldn't allow our children to go. And after our trip last year, what did I tell you? I said, I'm not going back to Mexico. Never again. I'm not going back to, I'm not going back to what's supposed to be paradise with a, you know, four wheeler and machine guns riding in front of me to keep me safe. That doesn't feel like paradise to me. But there's a lot of places you can go with your, your cup, your, your spouse or your family that are safer than Mexico. Mm -hmm. And again, there's a lot of good people who aren't in the drug trade that are, that will suffer under these policies. Yes. Yes. How do you get Mexico to change course? How do you get the government to actually engage? Maybe there's not enough money in tourism. There's just too much money in human trafficking and drug trafficking. They may not. That's what I think. But uh, don't be complicit um, and don't risk the lives of. Don't risk your, your lives ones. doing it. And um, yeah, I just it's just so sad that in two years you can start to really see the effects of a destabilization of our closest um, neighbor where we have the most trade with Mexico, by the way, um, than any other country, even more than China. Um, so this Thank is you, a Joe. Yeah, two years. Serious. Two years, this is what Joe Biden brought you. Donald Trump was going to classify the cartels as terrorist organizations and start to go after them. Joe Biden said, oh, no, no, no. We're going to let you make a little more money, uh, open up new lines of business for you, more fentanyl, more human trafficking, more sex trafficking. Yeah, um, very sad situation. Thank you, Thank you Joe. So, uh, so that's the State of the Union, I guess. State of the Union. I know it's such a depressing note to end on, but but we're still hopeful. Good people out there, good Americans. That fight keep good fighting. Policy. I know it sounds kind of nag right now, but um, anyway, I just thought it's. I think it's important to tell the truth. I think you information is power. Knowing this information, one first and foremost, to protect your family, but also to understand these policies aren't just affecting the people, the ranchers, um, you know, and and those who live in the border communities. It's affecting everybody, and um, so and we're destabilizing our closest neighbor. It's a scary situation. So true. Well, listen, I want to thank you all for joining us at our kitchen table, um, having a conversation on the podcast. We are grateful. It's good to be together, not be in yeah. separate places for the podcast. Uh, if you like our podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We do want to thank you and uh, appreciate your support for From the Kitchen Table. We are grateful. Bye, everybody. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.